On this episode of Scale Talk, we create content and we have to, we, you know, it has to, like, say with Instagram, it has to fit in a minute. And of course, which ends up making it look easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it looks so easy. How did it, like, you know, you just, you know, stuck things together and, you know, the, the paintbrush just touched it and all of a sudden it was all painted. And yet it's that illusion of it being and quick and easy and I and I and I love that side of things as well. I love being able to kind of go, oh yeah, look, this is how easy it is. This podcast is sponsored by Nine Steps Industries. They are my supplier for tweezers and nippers as well as other tools I use every day in the shop. A little bit more about them later in the podcast. Scale Talk Podcast with David Miniatures. Hey everybody, welcome to the second episode of Scale Talk podcast. I am David Miniatures and today I am joined by Maylin. Is it Maylin or Mylin? Mylin. It's Mylin. Um, yeah. It's funny because I like my brain wants to say Mylin and then I was like that's probably wrong. Uh, well I mean you know what Grow, growing up in Australia and having this name I've heard every iteration like, of a it. lot of like yeah oh, it's yeah. okay. That's a lovely accent you have. New Jersey? Austria! Well then, good day, mate. <laughs> Let's put another shrimp on the barbie. Call me Roger. <laughs> yeah, so um, for those who live under a rock and don't know her work, um, it's absolutely fantastic. I've been a fan from, from day one since the first time I saw her stuff. Um, I will let her do her own little intro and tell you a little bit about herself. <laughs> And um, then we'll take it from there. Hi, my name is Marlene. Uh Oh, last name? No, Marlene Nguyen. Marlene um, I, I go by the name of Marlene Eat Zombie. We can talk about that later. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm an artist, practicing artist, uh, and right now I'm making miniatures. Well, I've always made miniatures. Yeah, I've always made miniatures. <laughs> but uh, right now it's, it's all about miniature buildings. Mm -hmm baby it's yeah i it's such a joy to be able to do this without feeling like i i need to go to architectural school yeah and it's like free therapy <laughs> oh yeah definitely sure. definitely i i'm i'm i really love you know intensely looking at a building and and copying every single detail it's just like I tell people, it's kind of like, you know, pa painting my numbers or like diamond dotting. I was like obsessed in like the whole notion of diamond dotting during COVID. So so one thing a lot of people want to know, and I saw a couple of comments when we posted the, the episode promo. Um, I saw people saying like, I just want to know where your username came from. Um, so I think <laughs> we need to answer this question once and for all. Do you eat zombies? You know what? It's so... <laughs> uh, I... Look, if there was a zombie apocalypse, I think we need to be able to, like, you know, think outside the box. Don't you think? Like, that, you know, you can't just go, oh, I, I want steak and it has to be beef. Mm -hmm. You know, I want and I want chicken and it needs to be, like, fried chicken. You can't, you, you know, you, you just can't have that. But if you eat a zombie, don't you become a zombie? Happens. You know what? There's ways. And I've had this discussion with Dustin at Known Crafts. Like, there, there's got to be a away people eat like you Alligator. know rotten yeah and they eat like you know shark that's been fermented for you know a many years mm -hmm. like there's got to be a way so yeah i my title which is which is funny because i've actually been trying i keep on thinking god shall i when i started kind of taking art more 
seriously. You're like, should I change <laughs> it? The last five five years, yeah. And I actually was talking to the gallery director at the time, the gallery that represented me, and I said, oh, Marlene Zombie. I created that in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, when Instagram first started and really I just was posting, you know, knickknacks, things that I was eating. Um, whenever I hurt myself and I got a bruise, I would take a photo <laughs> of that. Um, you know, just Random, cool, yeah. normal stuff, uh, you know, very my spacey stuff. Um, and then because at the time, like, you know, you know, I said, oh, what kind of like name do you want to put? And I thought, oh, my, my, my thing was, Again, I, I'm. I think uh, like what how I make stuff. I'm like a twelve year old kid. That's like, how about how about if we mm-hmm. do this? And you know, how about if I put things together? And so at the time, I was obsessed in zombies. Um. So yeah, I I questioned myself. Like you know, I wonder if you can eat zombie. So Marlene needs zombie is is that? It's because I I'm full on think that you can eat zombie. You can prepare zombie mm-hmm. one day. You know, I think I briefly spoke about it with Francois in the last episode, but, you know, there's a thing about making something that exists or existed where you have reference material mm. and you're like, I'm making oh. this thing that exists in reality Yes. Uh, versus, you know, there's a, a ton of talented people that they just invent the building, which, I which is another, which I, is a oh. completely different skill, but like yeah. they're, they're, um, do how do you say it? their sort of level of artistic interpretation is much wider than ours. You know, if, if they make a mistake, oh. they'll be like, eh, one less window, you know, but we, we can't do that. Um, oh, and it's a, such a skill that I don't have that I just admire. Like I don't, I can't even, if you, if you even gave me a house and said, look, make this house, but you can paint it whatever color you want. I will paint it the way that it's painted in mm-hmm. real life. I wouldn't stray far from that. I wouldn't go, oh, you know what? This house would look better in blue. No, I can't. Like that, yeah. my, my head would explode and go, I can't, I can't even match the blue with a, you know, a green cornice. I can't, I wouldn't be able to yeah. do that. Not ever. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm such a stickler for, you know, matching whatever it is I'm doing. Uh, and, oh, yeah. You know, a lot of times for me, because because it is sort of from a movie and usually older movies, mm. like that's my reference. Yeah. If I get lucky, yeah, I yeah, can, yeah. you know, with a few hours of research and digging, um, I can maybe hunt down some behind the scenes photos, which is like yep. my version of gold. Um, mm. is- I mean, I, I was I was lucky you know, with, with Satriels and we, we both yeah. <laughs> made that one. Um, I was lucky to uh, ba- basically, cause I, I was doing it for a commission uh, and the client, um, you know, allowed me to kind of talk about it and, and show the, the process. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was lucky enough to kind of just say, Hey, I'm making Satriels. And um, a few fans actually contacted me, friends, fans, fan, friends of mine, mm-hmm. fans of the of uh, Sopranos. Um, and, you know, one of the, the dudes sent me a link to like a behind the scenes of like the mm-hmm. sets, um, the sets of like every single episode and uh, the, the um, what's it, the locations that they filmed on. And that was so valuable. It was just so 
cool to be able to see that. I mean, I did actually start watching Sopranos because I never watched The Sopranos mm-hmm. before. Um, and now I understand why people it's such love a good it. Show. It's so such good. A good show. The strippers. Oh, I talk about the strippers <laughs> all the time. They are the best characters. Yeah. Well written, very well written, and they have soul. Like they have. I want to go into it their own personal life. Like the fact that when Tony's mum had uh, well, the fire or heart attack or stroke mm-hmm. or something like that, and he was at the strippers and the strippers looked over to him on the phone and they were like, oh, I wonder what's going on. They stopped dancing. They came over and said, hey, is everything okay? Yeah. Love that. St- the strippers yeah, they didn't amazing. Have to, they didn't have Who to write to the that. Writing? They didn't have to include that. You know, yeah. It's such a great show yeah, and it's, I, it's, I loved it's it. too bad. Yeah. Um, it's sad that that location is gone. It's been torn down. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Like, like, how did you like? How did you um, kind of, you know, get get the material? Like, did you watch the Sopranos? So the funny like, thing is, yeah, uh, I I watched um, when it came out. I watched like the first mm. season. Uh, yeah. And then I don't remember what happened, like, you know, life happened, whatever. I didn't have HBO anymore. I don't remember what it was. Uh, and then someone reached out and said, hey, can you make um, Satrials from The Sopranos? And I was yeah, like, without yeah. hesitation, I was like, yes, you know, yeah. and started the research and, and pictures and all that. I was able to use um, Google Street View uh, with like the yeah. sort of the time machine function of it. Yes, um, yeah, yeah. And keep in mind, I did mine back in, I want to say 2017. So right. Was, oh, so yeah, technology. Yeah. It yeah was, and it all was of the... quite, a, quite a long time ago. Um, but yeah. mine was 124th scale. Um, so it yep. was about that, about two feet wide. Um, yeah, yeah. Versus yours. I just judged it from your yeah, hands. Yeah, versus you yours know, that fit like in the those palm shots. of your hand. Um one thing I had a question about yours was, um, yeah, yeah. and for, for the people watching on YouTube, I'm going to put some um, some clips of mine and hers. Uh, but for those that are not on YouTube and are just listening, I recommend um, you can check mine out on my website, davidminters.com, and you can check out hers on her Instagram. Uh, it's not that far down her feed. It's it's uh, She posted it, reposted it recently. Um, I noticed yours, you had done a lot of the interiors which I did yeah. not. Now, um, no, I did didn't you? at all. I, looking through the windows, I, I, I thought I saw some. Yes, so anything that know. was near the window was created. Uh, Behind okay. that was okay. just darkness. Um, uh, yeah. So Which works. It, it totally worked, yeah. <laughs> um, one question I had for you was, you put all that work into the interior. Does mm-hmm. anything, I, I didn't notice, like, does anything come off? Does it open where you can see the inside or is it just sort of like peek through the windows and see? Oh, God. I only just made it too. I was, oh, oh, no, no, no. So that one didn't. Uh, that one, because the windows are so big, so much bigger than what I usually do, um, it was actually quite easy to look okay. through. Is there any lights or anything um, or no? Through the window. Yeah, there's, there's actual lights inside so you can actually see. But without the lights, you can actually see. Um, even just a shadow. The shadow looks impressive as well. It doesn't need to be like well, well lit. And sometimes I kind of like the 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 shadowiness of it. It's a little bit spooky. Yeah. Um, and I did leave some, you know, Easter Easter eggs. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Easter eggs uh, inside. Um, so yeah, inside. If you if you kind of look towards the the the, the back mm-hmm. 
uh, kitchen chopping yeah. area, <laughs> meat fridge area. Um, you know, there's a little cat. And then if you look towards the the cabinet, there's uh, there's a zombie hand reaching out, which was, yeah, like one of my favorites. So to awesome. Do. <laughs> so awesome. And um, yeah, so uh, that was one of the first, I think, like real interactions you and I had on on Instagram when mm. I saw you were doing that I messaged you and I was like oh my god oh, if you if you if, when you reached out I was like oh my god what like I can retire oh, what, what who, who is this person why is he why is he reaching out like oh my god yeah I was I was definitely in awe of your work it's your work is just so clean and, yeah. it's just, and I was yes. like hey if you need like any graphics for the sign or anything mm. like I painstakingly retraced everything in illustrator I, I, and, and, you know, oh my God, thank you so much for sending that. It was, it was great because what I was. Did you end up using I, it? I, mean, I don't I, even know I if you told me if you used it or not. I, I looked at it and I kind of just cross-referenced it because all the signs are pretty yeah. clear. Like, especially when you're going through all of those, um, the, the webs, the website I was using, uh, it was, yeah, like all of the, the the production mm-hmm. side of things um and it had really quite clear views of the signs but yours uh, the fact that i've got had yours i was like oh i might as well cross-reference them because you've done so much work with them and then you yeah. you know <laughs> were kind enough to send it to me i thought okay i'm gonna at least use them to cross-reference and make sure that i've got the details yeah. in them um well and because i hand paint mine like it you know sometimes i can kind of get away with you know th- that little line in the pig of the, the side sign yeah you know, it, it's not like ultimately it's the scale you know, too right the scale gives true. You a little bit yeah of, yeah one thing i i prime like i have a graphic design background and mm. uh, i've learned to not trust anything i find online that's not a screen grab or a behind the scenes photo um, cause oh, yeah. you can Google almost, let's say anything from the Sopranos, like the signs or the logos and you'll find it, you'll find oh, it on yes. t-shirts, you'll find it on, oh, heaps. and, yeah. and no offense to, to the people that created them, but a lot of them are like, you can tell they found the closest font that they yep. could, you know, um, mm. or, you know, they used like a stock image of a pig instead of mm. tracing out the original. Yeah. So I, I, I no longer even consider that an option. I always trace out my, and the thing is like a lot of, because I do a lot of eighties and nineties stuff back then, the art departments for films didn't really use fonts. You know, they, they hired sign painters or they had sign painters on staff. So, you know, you look at movies like back to the future and things like that. And like, you're not going to find that font because it's, Mm. and you can tell because like, you know, the, the lowercase a, in the same word three times is not the same a one's angled differently one yeah. the little tail is longer and you know yeah, so yeah, i just yeah. like i'm such a stickler for that because of my graphic design and typography background i noticed that stuff right away do do you have like an amazing memory for all of those scenes? like say for back to the future do you have like amazing memory you can kind of recall okay that scene oh, oh i i need you know that the part of the hillsdale like oh and i know that that's at like the 10 minute mark with back to the future just yes just because it. it's a yeah. my favorite franchise b uh, yeah. i've done so many back to the future builds yeah. um yeah one thing that my brain does with back to the future which is kind of insane is you're familiar with the movies i assume 
Oh, I, I watched them every week because we, we, we had them in VHS. I, I taped it on TV, like, you know, from the TV uh, on the VHS and, and we watched it every single weekend. So I know it well. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. So with Back to the Future in part two, they actually go back into part one. Yes. Which I love. Which I think is genius. But a lot yeah. of times, like, I'm creating a scene from part one or 1955. Mm. And I'm like, oh, I yes, wish I could yeah, see yeah. this from another angle. And I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. In part two, yeah. you see it from the other side. Yeah. Like, they reshot yeah. it. Which, I mean, for someone that does what I do is, like, brilliant. Um, and I, and I oh, just yeah, keep definitely. everything because I don't know what Back to the Future project I'm going to do next. Um, yeah. So I have all their logos and all that. I even have some stuff on my website that people can buy, like certain signs and oh, logos cool. and whatever. Yeah, and I'm yeah, just yeah. like, hey, you That's know, handy. I spent like three days doing it. Might as well share it, mm. you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's something like signage and logos and things like that. I take very seriously and I try and respect the original, you know. It it makes, and bre- makes or breaks it. Uh, I think that, you know, especially for people that grew up with it or are fans of it, you know, now, um, you can't trick, you can't trick the eye with, with font and signage and things like that. It needs to be very. Yeah. And it's, it's like that sort Um, of um, the term uncanny Valley is used a lot in like CGI and things like that when they try and create a mm, a human and like, or like anything CGI where you're looking at it and you're like, there's something I don't know what it is. I don't know the technical term, yeah. but something is telling me that this isn't real. Um, yeah. To me, yeah. the same thing happens with fonts and logos and and, and yeah. movie references. Like, and the thing is, like, the people that buy my stuff are just as picky and anal about these things as I am. Oh yes. And yeah. you know, I think that's maybe why they would come to me versus maybe somebody else. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah. It freaked me out making satrials. Like I, I was like, because I've never made anything um, that's, have I? No. Oh, the only thing, other thing that I've ever made is the Quickie mm-hmm. Mart from, you know, Simpsons. So I knew that, like, I still haven't finished Simps- the, the Quickie Mart um, because I'm so nervous about it. But it's because, you know, people, um, that people know it. And if I make it and and people go, oh, how about that? You didn't add that. Well, why didn't you add that? You went to all the trouble adding everything else in the inside yeah. satrials. You have to add that. So, I, I yeah, I tried my best to to really be almost a, a, a tiny super fan for a while. I mean, you you um, have and, to and you become it. obsessed with whatever project you're working, whatever, yeah. even if it's yeah, you know, one thing that inspired me from your work that I was always kind of jealous of was. <laughs> that like you do a lot of buildings that still exist and you would oh, do those right. shots where you bring your miniature to the actual building and yeah, do yeah, that little yeah. reveal. And I was, I was like, man, like, you know, the place. Yeah. yeah. I remember, yeah, I remember and I was like, doing that. It, it's a two story building. Is it the two but three no, stories? Yeah. It's like black at the bottom and then white, two stories. Of, yes. Yeah, white and black. Yeah. Um, and that was super, super fun. And like, it's, an, it's unfortunately like five hours away from where I live. So I couldn't, go there mm. for like to reference it. Um, yeah. But even then the person I was making it for, it was for an anniversary. That's where he had met his wife uh, and he wanted it to look how it looked, you know, eight years ago. 
So yes. again, to the rescue. Well, that yeah, that's yeah. Hard. Again, so to the rescue, <laughs> like Google, you know, uh, Google Maps with their sort of time machine thing was super helpful. Um, tell me about the first of all. Do you do this full time? Yes, I do it now for full time. Um, it's only been a year okay. and a half, so this is quite interesting. And what did you do prior <laughs> to that? Interesting. Um, I was um, in retail, so I was um, working for an art and craft company and I was doing um, operations. So I basically managed people um, and, and did fit outs. Um, basically, it's, it's funny because whenever I get to do like a shop front, <laughs> I'm, I'm almost doing a miniature version of fit out. And it's, it's, yeah, it's the best. It's the best thing to kind of be able to like have that Um kind of you know quite relatable to what I used to do um and yeah I used to do HR and basically anything kind of to do with operations and running like a retail um kind of you know business isn't it crazy how when you go from that switch of having a day job and doing art Mm. on sort of in your spare time and then Mm. you're in a situation where you now have the eight hours a day to give to and like I was blown away when I made the switch to like how much I could get done in a day Um, oh yes you know it's and like my whole um sort of perspective on how long something takes changed you know like when I had a day job like you know I had a client that would be like oh you know I want this 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 how long would it take and I'm like oh man that's gonna take like three months and then yeah. when I went full time, that's a two, maybe three week project. Yeah. You know, it, yeah, it's. Yeah. Did you find that your buildings or, you know, your, your, your pieces, could you see clearly the development and just the, I suppose that this, not the skill level, but just the intricacies oh, 100%. of the build? Like, could you see, could you hold up one sculpture and then the other one and go, yeah, th- this is, this is, you know, pre full time this is post time 100% and like the quality and you know the yeah, effort I, 100% and it's it's mostly because you know your mind is clear you don't have yep. that yeah. office job that you know is t- occupying your brain the first 10 hours uh, of the day and then you come home yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah. now you start thinking about you know how am i going to get the delorean yeah, yeah. to hover you know whereas now like <laughs> yeah. that's all i think about you know, even if I'm yeah, like, yeah. you know, I'll watch TV or whatever. And I love to watch, yeah. you know, think like since I was a kid, I was obsessed with watching documentaries or whatever on like how things are made mm. and how things work. And because I feel oh, like that like, all stays in yes. your head. And like yes. recently I just watched. I tell people all the time. Yeah, I recently yes. just watched on Disney Plus. Um, I think it's called Behind the Attraction. And each episode is like oh, how yeah. the haunted mansion works and how, you know, like how all these rides work <laughs> behind the scenes. Are they on tracks? Are they yes. on water? Are they? And, you know, it may mean nothing to me at the moment I'm watching it. It's just like, cool. I didn't know that. Mm. But maybe three months later, like I'm going to be there and I'm like, ooh, I have to make something on a track. And yeah, I'll yeah. either remember what I saw or I'll be like, I saw something. And then I'll go back and rewatch it and use yeah, that technique yeah, yeah. and just shrink it down. I, I just, I just say it's like, you know, Sherlock, Sher- Sherlock's mind palace. It's, it's my mind palace. Yeah. I, I, I look at, 
I look at it and then it, it gets trapped, yeah. trapped, trapped, uh, filed away in my mind, mind yeah. palace. And, I, and I've spoken to other um, makers and they're like, yeah. oh, how did you make this? And I tell them and they're like, how did you think of even doing it like that as an option? Hmm. And I, the answer is, I don't know. Like, I, 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 I always feel guilty, like, saying, like, I came up with this way of doing something because I feel like at this point in evolution, like, everything's been done. Um, mm. And w- there's so much more influence now than there was, like, when I started. You know, like, yeah. when I started, there was no YouTube, there was no Instagram, there was no, you know, oh, it was yeah. like, I used to rent this um, sort of documentary show. Um, it was called Movie Magic. Um, mm. And it was all like, you know, one episode would be like how they did Star Wars. And the next episode would be like how they did yeah. Back to the Future. And, and there was a ton of episodes on miniatures. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And back then, that's all I had. There was no YouTube tutorials and, and all that stuff. So. Oh, yeah. I, I remember like having to put my alarm on to wake up at 2 a.m. in the morning because there's this one, you know, episode on you know one mm-hmm. channel that I could watch um that had anything to do with you know making like the show um what's it called how how it's how, made how things how it's are made, made. Yeah. how it's made love that show but it only aired at like some weird mm-hmm. you know and during high school I'm like I have to like wake <laughs> up to watch this so Crazy. I can like get my feel and but it's I think it's you know you know when you said you don't know it's it's all about experience yeah. it's all about watching and, and experiencing it whether it's experiencing it with your eyes mm-hmm. your mind um or experiencing it through your hands um yeah. and making i think that you know whatever we watch and see it's it's mm-hmm. it all kind of gets and, locked and in. I think, and yeah. i think fear plays a part in it and i've spoken to a lot of makers that have mm. this fear you know and they'll ask fear of yeah like they'll ask me like oh but how did you figure out to use this and i'm like i I broke three different ones and then i landed on this one and it worked type of thing and and (laughs) i think it's it's i think it's it's intimidation it's you know it's i mean I, i like i told francois i've learned so many of the techniques that i use from mistakes or from You know, I decided to cheap out and bought this clear varnish that was from the dollar store. And I put it on my paint and made everything crackle and bubble up and whatever. And instead of being like, oh, man, this is horrible. To me, that was a win. I was like, now when I need to do this, I know how. Um, Yeah. And it's like I have this specific type of sticker paper that I bought on Amazon. And I thought I was getting a deal because yeah. it was like a thousand sheets for like 30 bucks. Um, yeah. And I was like, wow, print like, st- like sticky vinyl, like that price, like yeah, super yeah, cheap. Yeah. So I bought it and it's crap. And <laughs> I, I use a laser printer and the ink just doesn't stick that well to it. Right. And the minute you yeah. fold it or crumple it up, you see every yeah. little fold crack, like the ink comes off. And I was just like, oh man, I have a thousand of these sheets. But every time I have to make like an old poster or something like that, and I use that oh, paper yeah, and perfect. everyone's like, yeah. wow, how did you do that? And I'm just like, cheap paper, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so you, you have to also, you know, I think with what comes with experience is seeing your failures as wins and as, as sort of like, you know, 
I failed for this specific thing that I was trying to do, but this is going to be a win maybe for my yeah. next project. I think it's, it's, it's all about timing. And I think that, you know, for the people that want to get a result, um, you know, the, the, the weekend artist, the weekend kind of crafter, you, you almost need to get a result. You can't have yeah. mistakes. And, and unfortunately, yeah, like you, you want to have a result by the end of, you know, a sun, Sunday yeah. night so that you can go to work and go, oh, okay, I've had, You're I've accomplished. had some kind of crafting yeah. life. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I, I, su I suppose it's like anything, like I, every single time, you know, people say the same thing to me, oh, God, how did you, how did you come up with that? How did you do that? It's so detailed. And I said, oh, experience, mm -hmm. I, I've made, things for so 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 long it's like it's like coming up to an opera singer or you know a mechanic and saying oh how did you figure out how to fix that car and you're like well I've spent hours and hours doing this <laughs> like there's so much time invested in it I also think it's a product of the time we live in now I feel like everything is so yeah, instant. Yeah. It's so like you order something on Amazon, you have it tomorrow. Like it's, oh, you know, it's, I, I, I think yeah. a lot of people, and I'm just basing this off like messages that I get or things like that. Like mm -hmm. I get messages with questions that are so broad and like to answer them, I would have to, I would. You're like, okay, hang on. Let me run. Yeah. It's like, you. Hey, how do yeah. I get started making miniatures? It's like, like, where do you even begin? There's you no know, and, and, and there exactly. is no way, right? No... Like my always yeah, thing is always yeah, like yeah. it depends what you want to make because miniatures is a yeah. vast, vast world. Mm, like, yeah, yeah. are you into dollhouses? Are you into cars? Are you yeah. into like where yeah, in yeah. miniatures do you see yourself? Like, figure that out first. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you do you want to be Insta famous? Do you want to be YouTube yeah. famous, or do you want to actual actually you know make art and and show in galleries? Yeah. There's so many different yeah, directions, sure. and I think you're right with with um, social media, especially with us being content yeah. creators, uh, which we are, which I love. I love the fact that I can call myself a content creator. <laughs> yes, now that it's a respectable profession. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People call me influencer. I'm like, oh, God, I don't, that's a bit of a stretch. But, yeah, I am a content yeah. creator. We create content and we have to, we, you know, it has to, like, say, with Instagram, it has to fit in a minute. And, of course. Which ends up making it look easy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It it looks so easy. How did, like, you know, you just, you know, stuck things together. And, you know, the, the paintbrush just touched it and all of a sudden it was all mm. painted. And, yeah, it's that illusion of it being and quick and easy and I and I and I love that side of things as well I love being able to kind of go oh yeah look this is how easy mm -hmm. it is um but it is it's just tedious and and slow and and time consuming today's episode is sponsored by nine steps industries uh they make uh nippers and tweezers uh, and a bunch of other amazing products uh for hobbyists and professionals uh, I've been using them for a couple of months. Uh, they're actually fantastic. They're actually my new favorite nippers. Um, I reached out to them and asked them to send me more of their like different types of nippers. They're amazing. Um, have you heard of Nine Steps Industries? No, I actually haven't, and I'm I'm ashamed. Yeah, now. so they're they're actually Australia based. <laughs> I, I love a good yeah, old nippers. They're, they're yeah. Australia based, uh, as are you. Um, and yes. their, their product is just like, and again, I'm not, I'm not saying this because they're, they're the sponsor. Uh, I've been using their stuff for a while. Uh, my first introduction to them was, uh, through Instagram. I saw some of their stuff 
Uh, then they reached mm. out. They sent me a couple of samples, like sort of no questions asked. They're like, we just want you to use it and just give us your opinion. Um, yeah, and yeah. I used it. Uh, they also reached out to Francois. I know he used them as well. Um, and they're just like really good quality. Um, I yeah, like yeah. prior to them, I, it's funny. I had a meeting with um, with someone at their office and we were talking about like what nippers I was using prior to their nippers. Uh, and I told them, mm. I go, I would go through them so often that I started buying right, nippers okay. in bulk, like packs of packs oh, wow. of 10. Um, just because yeah. I was buying cheap ones. Right. So it's like one day I decide like, I'm going to cut metal and like the tip breaks off. I just throw it and grab the next one. Um, okay. But their stuff is like really quality made. Uh, and it's, you know, they ship, they're in Australia, but they, they have warehouses in the U S uh, so anyone buying oh, in the okay. U S like they won't have to wait or, you know, pay duties or anything yeah, like that's that. Convenient. Um, so it's a really good brand. You should definitely check them out. Um, they're local to I you, will. so I'm, I'm sure like it's in local stores and, and things like that. Yeah. And actually, I believe in Australia, from what I understood, they the their product selection is more vast um, than it mm. is uh, sort of online and what can be shipped. Don't worry. The next time <laughs> we speak, I'm going to have a whole wall of, <laughs> of nine steps. different kinds of uh, yeah. nippers. Yeah, their I, tweezers yeah. are really, really good too. They're, um... Oh, actually, yes. I do need more tweezers. Yeah. Um, I should have probably asked you this question much earlier, um, but I'll assume that because I'm only on episode two of the podcast that everyone listening already knows who you are and has seen your work. Um, <laughs> why? I'm uh, First question, and then I'll follow up. So is everything you make yeah. is out of paper, correct? Yes. Now, yes. Oh, oh, except for the window. So if anyone out there knows about a clear paper, it has to be clear as you see through. If they know about a clear see-through paper, let me know because I would love to one day say my are bills are completely 100% paper. Yeah, but it's not. I, I'd say 99% of it is mm -hmm. paper now. And when you say now. clear, you mean 100% clear? Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, like see-through, like like plastic. Yeah. Like, you know, it has to be a window. Right, right, right. You know, to Because I use um, um, vellum. Or yes. like when it's so yeah, I've, I've used vellum. Yeah, yeah. I've I've actually used. I'm I'm looking at a build that I'm working on right now, and it has vellum mm -hmm. on it. Um, I, I mean, there's there's we we had a bit of a, a miniature debate, which is amazing. I, I I kudos to social media and it bringing me out of my own shell. Um, and the people that you know follow and like stuff and actually comment and and you know interact with you on social media we had a big conversation about clear paper and you know what's what is paper what you know and cellophane apparently is a was it a cellulose mm. or something like that and it's not a it's not an actual plastic i'm like well what? i think i don't think vellum um, is and, technically yeah. paper either isn't it isn't it a type of like super uh, thin plastic yeah something yeah. like that yeah but essentially uh, everything you make is paper okay yeah, and yes, so follow-up yes, question yeah. would be why why, Why paper? paper? Um, paper is amazing. It can do everything, um, especially working in this scale. Um, when you're starting to overlap things to to trick the eye to make you know a, a really detailed uh, window mm -hmm. frame, I just can't see myself using like say a piece of plastic thin enough to get to that stage. Because you know if you use a piece of plastic, you have to deal with those glues mm -hmm. and other like I probably could do it. I think that'll be a lot of 
you know, just extra, yeah. extra things. Yeah, that you have just to found your way. But of... also, yeah, but paper is just around us, and I think that um, a lot of the people that I followed, um, you know, a few starting from a few years ago, they, they were using scrap things around the house, which I love. I love the fact that, um, you know, you can use whatever that's around the house. Um, Do you use, um, cause I have a huge assortment of paper as well. I, I, I don't oh, use yes. it to, to yes. the way you use it, but I, I <laughs> definitely use it. Um, yeah. Do you use like textured paper? Do you use like very thick Everything. paper? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, cardboard? Yeah, I use everything. So basically, I think you've said it before, and I, I've heard so many other makers say it um, because, uh, and it's that you probably get that same question: How did you make it look like mm. it? And and you kind of go, like to me, I'm like, oh, isn't it obvious that you just find something that looks yeah. like it? <laughs> like if 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 you need to make like if I needed to make a, a wooden um, cabinet mm-hmm. or a wooden shelf in my like building. I get a piece of paper that looks like wood um, or like I actually have thin sheets of like veneer uh, paper that that is wood. Yeah. Veneer. Um, and, but they sell it at the art and craft store as, you know, mm-hmm. paper. And so I'm like, Oh, that's paper. If they say it's paper, <laughs> it's paper. Um, I mean, but, technically know, it's, it's, it's wood. wood and paper are the same it thing. Is. Right? So. Yeah, ex- exactly. And so, you know, you kind of go, I mean, well, if it's the case, I everything I make is out of texture. wood too. And out of paper too. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, see, <laughs> So, yeah, so I, you know, I mean, paper is amazing and it it can do so much and it's so versatile, comes in very, like many a color, many textures, you know, see-through, not see-through. It just works so well and I don't have to do much to it to make it look like it. Um, You know, it's, it's, it's only upsetting to me when I can't find the paper that's got the right texture and the right color that I have to go and paint or. Yeah, texture is super important, especially at scale. Yeah. Oh, yeah. T- texture, I-, I say to people, if you're going to, you know, do, if you want to do de- detailed work, look at the texture. Really. Yeah. I feel like it. that's where most people um, go wrong is texture. Yeah. 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 And also the, and when I say texture, I also mean, you know, if it's not glossy, don't yeah. make it glossy. You know, if it's matte and satin, try to get that same matte yeah. satin. It'll make things, you know, 10 times better. Like in my, Um, the recent thing I posted of Back to the Future, um, mm. like everyone, like I did it sort of like three parts of how I made it. But then there was a part where in the movie, it's, it's, it looks like it had just stopped raining. So the street was wet. Yeah. And I just did like UV resin all over the street. And when I did that Mm. part, like, I was getting so many messages like, what is that? Oh my God, you did it wet. It looks so good. I mean, like uh, it wasn't my artistic decision to make it wet. It's that's how it was in the movie. Um, yeah. But like, it's little things like that, that make people be like, oh my God, how did you make that? You know? And uh, yeah. well, the one I get the most by far, I think I may have even uh, mentioned that in the last podcast, if I did it, I apologize. Yeah. Uh, but every time I do my retro rooms or any type of off like room, whatever, uh, when I did Mad Men, uh, I always get asked, like, oh, my God, what did you use for the carpet? And I feel mm. like people have a hard time finding scale carpet. Um, yeah. And it really depends the scale I'm working in. Um, but mm. I found that suede uh, yep. and sometimes the back of suede or the back of leather mm. 
Um, yeah. Usually the back of leather is good for like 124th scale carpet. Yeah. And then the yeah. smoother side of suede is good for like 143rd or smaller. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I think that's where your, where, you know, people that love to look at things that, you know, that have ex had, ex like, even if you go into a, like a haberdashery mm -hmm. store and you take a look at, you know, the materials there, you're not ne necessarily kind of thinking too much about it, but at least you're kind of storing it in your mind and going, oh, okay, that's what it feels mm -hmm. like. Um, and through experience and working with stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, your the plastic that you bought, the, the vinyl that that you bought um, thousands mm. of sheets of, y you know what, you've got it now, you know what it feels like. So if a project comes along and you're like, oh, I need a plasticky thing that's a little bit sticky, but not that yeah. sticky. Um, you, oh, I've yeah. got that. I have a drawer um, and I think it's labeled <laughs> fabric and I don't use fabric so that cool. much. And the yeah. drawer is full yeah, and yeah. it's mostly full because I'm working on a project. I need a fabric. I need a certain texture. Mm. And this is just me being wasteful, but usually like instead of buying like one sheet of something on Amazon, yeah. like I bought a pack of uh, 12 by 12 sheets of suede in like right. 30 different colors. And it's like a pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't need 30 different colors. I needed one. Um, but I was like, <laughs> if it works, I'll have 29 yeah. other colors that I can use. Yes, um, yeah. But the thing is, like, when I go in that drawer, it's all stuff I bought for other projects that were not good. Yeah. They were not good for that project, yeah. and now I have them. But they're also, like, in my memory mm. bank of, yes. oh, you yeah, know, like, yeah. oh, this was, like, too thick for 124th scale. But maybe for this scale mm. it'll work or vice versa, you know? So that's something, like, yeah. I think people need to, like, you know, I think people listen to this podcast for, you know, for some tips and, and things like that as well. And, you know, one tip I would say is don't see things like that as wastes of money or, or things like that. You know, um, I did a video a while back, you know, saying that like, you know, one thing I changed when I started doing this full time was I try and buy in bulk as much as possible. Um, mm. It saves you money in the end. You know, I have product of stuff that I've literally bought 10 years ago. And I still mm. have, and I still use it on many bit, many builds. So that for yeah. me, like that's money that's long gone. That money was spent like yeah. 30 projects ago. So that's like all freebies yeah. right now for me. You know what I mean? When I yeah, budget yeah, material yeah, yeah. for my upcoming project, like that's, pff, I don't even count that, you know, that's mm. money in the bank. So, um, you know, don't be afraid to, to buy materials. Don't be afraid to go to, you know, Michael's or whatever your local hobby shop is and just browse the textured paper aisle and browse the fabric aisle. Oh, yes. and, um, I even go like when I'm at the hardware store picking up random stuff I need for my house, I end up staying an extra 30 minutes because I'll go mm. in the plumbing section and be like, what's new in plumbing that I can use, you know? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's really, it's really amazing what you, you can find when you, you sort of change how your brain works. And I feel mm. like my brain now looks at everything at scale. Yeah. Like I almost look at yeah. nothing, like what it actually is. You know, I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> if I change the scale of this, what does it look like? Does it look like gravel? Yeah, yeah, does yeah. it look like rocks? Does it look like mountains? Does it, you know, it's, mm. um, 
And it's funny because, you know, I, I say that to myself all the time when I'm making, what does this look mm -hmm. like? And that's what I, I, I sit on and I just kind of stare outside the window and go, okay, what does that look like? What does it? And I look around my room and I think, okay, I'm, surely I can match whatever I'm trying to replicate in a, mm -hmm. a miniature. And it's, yeah, it's funny how you've, you've, you've said the phrase, what does it look like? Because I say it to myself all the time. And I tell people, you know, when people go, oh, how did you make that? Well, what does mm -hmm. it look like? You know, and, and some people come to me and ask me, oh, my advice, mm -hmm. suggestions on what they're doing, which is, you know, amazing because, you know, for me, I, I've never lost my customer service side. I love mm -hmm. customer service and I love being able to help people with, you know, with anything, with art, with crafting um, and the joy of crafting. But, yeah, I, I, I love being able to go, okay, but what, what does it look like? You know, you know, think about, you know, what you're trying to make and, and yeah, and go, okay, what, what do you have around you? Um, and keep your eyes peeled um, at all yeah. times. It is exhausting though. Like, you know, people say, oh, my God, you know, now you're full time. It must be great. I'm like, <laughs> no. I'm like thinking about all it the time. all the yeah. time. <laughs> like I used to think about it all the time before. But now it's like even more time consuming. It's more kind of like if I'm not sitting at my desk, guilty. I feel so, you know, guilty about like not sitting here and, 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 and making. Yeah. I could have a day where so, yeah. I would probably, let's say, work on a project more hours mm. than like a hobbyist would get in a week. But it's not a mm. full eight hour day like normal. And I'm just like, got yeah. nothing done today. You know, like that's how I feel. Yeah. But but also, you know, our our business is also it's and of course it's changed with the times. But our business is also content creating, and and you know, Instagram is a, a big part of you know what I do, and 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 I love it. I love doing um, it. A know. challenge I had recently, which I hadn't really had before, is um, it's sort of like a blessing and a curse type of situation. Mm. I, I recently had some fairly big clients, um, Amazon mm. and uh, Netflix, which I was mm. thrilled about um, yeah. until... The Stranger Things builds were amazing, you. by the way. Um, <laughs> so I was so thrilled cool. until I had to sign a non-disclosure yeah. agreement and was told, yeah. like, you can't post anything about this until November 6th. Yes. I made those yeah. in July. <laughs> Not only was it... <laughs> so difficult to not post anything or share anything or whatever. Yeah. Um, it was also very difficult to work on something for three months and not yeah. have new content to post. It was, yes. it was, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I got so worried at one point in terms of like my, my content and my feed that like I did a little mini, like mm. I snuck in some little mini projects just cause I was a little yeah. bit ahead of schedule on my Netflix stuff. So um, yeah. I did the, the Seinfeld one. Um, and I did um, uh, like a horror horror movie themed like room um, yep. for another Aussie, Cosplay Chris. Mm. I don't know if you know him. Yes. I, I saw the um, your Instagram yeah, post. So, I thought that's so yeah, cool. So that went out to him. <laughs> I just want to give a very massive shout out to my good friend David who has David Miniatures who sent me this incredible horror themed room miniature display. How cool is this? Like it's got everything it's got like a poster of halloween uh child's play we've got friday the 13th elm street a freddy poster hellraiser just the proper way to display how things looked in the 80s and i just and i also needed it for myself just like as a like 
just to work on on something yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it's a whole different ball game when you work for companies like that, and you have these deadlines, and you have these NDAs that you can't yes. speak about the project, you can't post progress. Um, I'm super happy now. I'm working on something for Sennheiser. Um, mm. Do you know who they are? They make like high end audio equipment. Yep. So I'm working on. Yeah, yeah. I used to work in a high end. Uh, uh, shopping yeah. Center, so. So, so they, yeah. They were so I was there. I was speaking to my contact there, and I said I said, look, in all honesty, my work gets more like it's more beneficial for you if you allow me to post the progress than if you yeah. just tell me like, no, you can only post the finished thing on this date. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm sure you've noticed uh, through social media the same thing I have is I, f- I feel like the more something is polished and, and professional and looks like a commercial and whatever, the less it performs. When it's a little clip of like, uh, hey, this is what I did today, blah, blah, blah. And it's like that blows up. Like for I think it's, yeah, I think for me, because I'm a consumer, I, I I tell people all the time, like, yes, as much as I am on Instagram as a content creator, I consume same, a lot same. Uh, to, to, to the point where I think I really shouldn't be doing as much consuming mm-hmm. as, you know, I need to sleep. Um, but of course, you know, 2 a.m. in the morning and I'm still scrolling through, you know, boob and dick jokes on <laughs> Instagram, um, which nothing, that's it an art form in itself. I love it. Um, but yeah, I, it's, it's hard. It's hard, it's hard to get that balance because yes, as much as you want to use your Instagram, um, uh, page as your portfolio, um, yeah, as a consumer, I love watching your, you know, just your little whips. Um, uh, Dustin from Knowncrafts, he's so good at doing his mm-hmm. whips, um, like every week. And I love seeing that progression of, um, mm-hmm. work because it's a lot realer, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's a story. You're telling a story. Um, and I love that kind of, you know, storytelling. Um, whereas yeah, the end result is amazing. Um, but I always tell people as well in my own art practice, um, kudos to the person that can, you know, that, that can acquire my work. They can acquire a piece of artwork, but what I can't gift to, to them and to people is the process and and how I feel when mm-hmm. I'm making it. So hopefully, you know, by I suppose posting my process and you know having people watch my ASMR, <laughs> you know, making content, they get that same For feeling because sure. I love ASMR. I love watching mm-hmm. people make, um, and it's what inspired me to kind of change my my mindset on yeah. what social media I, I just know that because, all the posts yeah. I had that ever went viral were mm. always work in progress or videos of right. of me showing the process the, and then the finished thing yeah it's never like anytime yeah. I post like a finished project and that's it never does as well yeah. as and I, and I think it's yeah, also yeah. a product of the times it's a product of you know so much stuff is done artificially or like we were saying before like it's 100% 3d printed and and I, I think when people think see the process and they're like whoa yeah. she makes this out of paper and she's gluing it with the yeah. little thing all the time like I feel like that like just levels up you, you know it's I think it's the context yeah. of it even that because we live and breathe this whole miniature thing so we understand when we're looking at someone else's Mm -hmm. work um we understand how much um 
went into that piece we understand oh god how did you how did you do the the carpet you know and we're really intrigued by that because we we make the stuff Mm -hmm. as well uh, and we think about all the time but for people that don't make it that just have arrived on the algorithm wave of (laughs) instagram um you know there's no context to it so when you're looking at a miniature of you know say um, a building you're like yeah you, you're back to the future it looks like a movie set so yeah. what i've seen movie yeah. sets before like like yeah it's yeah. it's cool yeah hey that's cool but the fact that you're you know showing the making of it i think it brings context for sure to, and because today like if yeah. you just show the finished product there's so many different ways that could have been made you know some yeah. people might be like oh it's cgi yeah. it's all fake Yes. Some people might be like, yeah. it's AI. Some people might think, you know, mm-hmm. oh, it was probably 3D printed and whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think to show, in your case, this is 95% made out of paper, <laughs> um, you know, and, and same for me, like to assemble it and they see that I'm hand painting it and, and all this stuff. Like, I think that's super important. And my only regret in my whole career is mm-hmm. um, I only started documenting my actual work and taking videos of my work and all that stuff mm. like two years ago. And I've been doing this yeah, for 10 years and yeah. I have projects that like, man, I wish I would still have them just to do a reel or, oh, or yes. something. Yeah, and yeah, all yeah. I have is like whatever pictures you see on my website. Like, and cause the thing is like it, yeah. it became a business so quickly for me that it was like, mm. build it, take pictures of it, put the pictures on my website and ship it out. Um, some of them I have videos of, but 90% Mm. of them from back then, I don't, I don't have any of the content. Oh yeah. Same here. And, um, I have to see if I can like track down like who bought those things and see if they can do little videos for me. But, um, (laughs) yeah. So just to, uh, end the, the podcast, um, is there Mm. any, I'll throw you two questions. You can answer both or one. No. Uh, is there a dream project? And second question is, do you have anything super interesting or super cool coming up that you can or cannot talk about or that you want to promote or that you want to? I think Simpsons, the Springfield is probably like all of it. You know, the project that sits. Yeah. Oh, I want to make awesome. the, the whole thing. Um, again, it's just that kid in me that kind of go, I want to make a whole town so I can put, you know, my dolls in it, uh, and, you know, and, and pretend to, to play the Simpsons. I would love that. I'd love to kind of do something like that. But then again, I I love any kind of building. I love just kind of, you know, you know, diving into these Mm -hmm. buildings and kind of understanding the history. So it's like, yeah, it doesn't have to be like a one particular thing, but yeah, I, I suppose yeah, that would be like a pretty cool thing to to make um, and to see kind of develop and just to even go and 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 do the chalkboard in the school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it would be so much fun to do and to figure out okay, what I'm going to write on it. Um, yeah, yeah, I think so. I don't know. That's a cool one. I mean, I'd love to make I, I'd love to make something fantasy related, like actually make something from mm. my mind and not from pop culture or from reality but i don't think that'll ever happen because it's there how does it end how, <laughs> how do you end it like i know that when i end a building that i've made you know from realistic like the ending is when i put that little piece of 
you know, moss that's in the corner of the window because I can see in the, you know, in the real life picture, okay, I've put that in, mm-hmm. done. I'm, I'm done now. It's, it's done. But how do you, I don't know, for the people that do fantasy out there, how do you do that? <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, so future projects, uh, building-wise, I can't say okay. <laughs> because it's all, I think it's, it's all commissions mm-hmm. at the moment. Um, so I can't say too much about them. Uh, I mean, I'm still working on the side, my solo show with a new gallery that I'm with M Contemporary uh, that I've postponed for two, three, th- I think three or four times now. Um, but that is of a, a pretty hipstery place in Sydney called Newtown. Uh, and they've got amazing buildings. I've made probably six six seven buildings from that street already um but yes i'm I'm trying to make the whole in like you know a a good street Mm -hmm. scene so i can have a solo show so that's probably the biggest thing but other than that i think you know my thing is just you know exploring the world of social media and you know content creating i love it i love creating content and and editing um and i've just recently done the whole youtube channel because people wanted longer mm-hmm. content of asmr making um and and also you know starting the live um podcasty thing with um dustin from known crafts um studio you know doing that and and talking to the wider community of creatives that you know not necessarily miniature makers I think it's going to be a lot of fun I just yeah it's I think it's for me it's bringing it back to what I really love which is customer service and that trying to you know just talk to a whole bunch of people and I think working alone is very difficult it's it's different yeah for sure yeah being able to talk to someone else and seeing their face even though it's like you know (laughs) well that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do the podcast it's it's you know as much as I can you know show my girlfriend or show Mm. you know friends or whatever like no one really gets it they're like oh cool like and that's it they walk away you know like they don't really yeah for them it's like this your job like you're good at it you know but to to talk to somebody that you know, you can talk to about glue for 25 minutes straight yeah. is, is so, you can't have so that different. conversation yeah. with anybody, you yeah. know, I'm lucky that my, yeah. my mom's an artist as well. And I could talk to her oh, about right. that stuff. Uh, with you, uh, thinking about your space and, you know, you expanding and everything like that. I think that, you know, uh, especially from the fine art, visual art side, uh, where I've kind of come mm-hmm. from, um, a lot of artists, but all I, I suppose a lot of designers and, and kind of, you know, prop makers and stuff like that do it as well. They start to get a team together. Would you ever, like, hire, like, would you have an offsider or would you, do you envisage your your company expanding to that extent where you're, you're basically managing you people know, I, making stuff? I feel like I just answered this question and I can't remember who asked me. <laughs> um, I think it was over the phone or something. I don't remember who asked me this, but all right, because um, I was I was talking to someone and I was I was showing them my uh, I don't like calling it a to do list. It's basically like the list of my projects and the date yeah, when they yeah. were ordered, if any of them have due dates and whatever. Yeah. And it's a very extensive list. It's a good. It's a classic project management timeline. Yeah, Love that. Good. I Everyone was basically needs that. Talking to this person about how I'm. I'm usually a very calm, cool, collected person. I don't stress. I don't like to stress. Um, 
but I was, it was just one of those days I was feeling a little bit overwhelmed. Um, mm. You know, the Netflix project took me away from my, my commissions for a while. So that sort yeah. of added this huge three month delay. And I was looking at my list mm. and I was like, I'm not finishing this list until 2025. Um, right. And like, you know, shout out to my my clients and my customers. They're incredibly patient. I've had nobody hmm. complain about the weight or or whatever. Um, they they know my situation. I keep them informed, like through a mailing list, yeah. of what's going on. Yeah. But um, for me, it bothers me. I don't want people to wait that long. Oh yeah. So I was talking to this person about that, and they're like, "Oh, would you ever outsource stuff?" Or have you ever outsourced stuff? Um, yeah. And I, 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 I'm always like a little bit stuck with that question. And the only <laughs> thing I've, I guess, outsourced, you can say, is I, I did, um, I did yep. some burger carts for this company in LA. Um, and uh, I bought some uh, mini burgers from this mm. artist I met through Instagram. Shout out to her. Her name is Party Monster Workshop. She makes miniature food, yeah. which is a whole other realm of miniature art <laughs> that I've, I, I don't do. Um, and I guess, like, I mean, technically that's outsourcing. You know, I, I paid her mm. to make me the burgers and she made them for me. Um, that's about as close as I've come. Right. But would you like have staff, some? Because just, like some guy yeah, come like in basic... every day and be like, yeah, What's on the because bench uh, today, looking boss? at your work. <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. Looking at your workspace, and especially when you started expanding it, I thought, God, you know, it'll be such a, it's like such an ideal space to have this second person that's just sanding away, you know, like yeah. stuff that you like, you know what, I don't need to prove myself. I've sanded things yeah. for many a year. I, I can yeah. give that I've to someone else. I've definitely thought about it. And yeah, if it happens, it'll probably be within the next like, two to three years um yeah yeah for sure and maybe like it, yeah. it would probably start with like maybe not somebody here full-time but like maybe yeah. you know two days a week three days a week and yeah, like you yeah, said yeah, just yeah. you know sanding and you know like all these things need to be painted black you know like go for it yep um, yeah, yeah. I, I i don't think i would ever be able to relinquish anything creative um hmm. i think it's just too personal for me uh, and I honestly yeah, and wouldn't, you enjoy I honestly it. wouldn't feel, you, you want to do the enjoyable enjoy part. <laughs> I also wouldn't feel right, yeah. you know, taking somebody's money that's paying for my name and my skill mm. and pass that off to somebody else and sort of take a portion of the money. Like I just doesn't feel right. Um, but it becomes a different company. Yeah. It becomes yeah. a different it's business. A different, yeah. It's a, it's a whole different thing. Uh, there's something satisfying about doing something 100% yourself beginning to end. Um, yeah. I, I, I would just not feel right. Just hold, like posting something on mm. Instagram and being like, I made this. But in reality, like, yeah, you know, my assistant Joe, like. I mean, you know, artists like Andy Warhol had a whole team yeah. behind him and it's still his name, yeah. you know. But like you said, that's a different. Um, I think, yeah. You know, that, that yeah. becomes a studio, uh, it becomes a production, yeah. it becomes like a whole different thing. I don't think I'm there mm. yet. Um, yeah. I probably could be tomorrow if I really wanted to, but mm. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not something I'm mentally 
ready for yet. Yeah, I'm not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not going to open like a, you know, Jim Henson no, studio no, type, no. you know, with thousands of no. staff members. I've, and... <laughs> I've had some very interesting conversations this week, um, none of which I can talk about, unfortunately, due to non-disclosure no, agreements. Okay. But um, I got one today that I'll tell you about offline. Um, but it was one of those emails where you sort of have to read it three times and you're like, is this a joke? Like, is somebody messing <laughs> with me? Um, but yeah, more on that in the future. Uh, but uh, yes. I just want to thank you again for taking the time no, and thank you. Uh, joining me on the podcast and sort of working out uh, this crazy time slot we have with both of us on either side of the world. Um, yes. For those wondering, it is about 7 p.m., almost 8 p.m. where I am. And it's what time where you are? 11? 11.39 a.m. Yeah. So but I'm in the, in the future. future. It's already tomorrow for yes. her. So um, yes. she gets the podcast <laughs> one day earlier, everybody. So <laughs> All right, Maylin. So thank you again. Uh, no, thank we you. We will chat again as usual on Instagram. And yep. Thanks for listening, everybody. Enjoy and episode three coming soon. Thank you. Scale Talk Podcast with David Miniatures.